as entrepreneurs. We've got many, many challenges, but one of the biggest challenges is building a community around what we do, a tribe together that really embraces what we do. And to do that, there's an awful lot of work. We need capital. We need, you know, energetic people, and we got to have events as well. Well, my next guest, she is going to share with us some ways of making things happen in the, really some of the most challenging times. In 2012, she was asked to join a group, and I'll let her describe the group, but she had 17 days to fulfill a commitment an event where 7,000 people were coming, and it was a million eight in the wrong direction on the budget. <laughs> this is a real challenge that, you know, most of us building community haven't been hit with that, but we've been hit by many things. I'm John Bowen, and we are here at AESNation.com, and it's all about building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are successful, who want to accelerate their success. My next guest, Michelle Patterson, is going to share with us how we can be successful in our own business, building great communities. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams aesnation.com michelle i am so excited to have you joining us here today the magic of skype thank you thanks for having me john and you know it's been a few weeks since we've seen each other i had the opportunity to sit next to you at well, a pretty amazing meeting with uh, ariana huffington and a few others and uh, you were great I kept reaching over to grab water, and <laughs> you were right on cue. We did good. We got a lot done that we day. We did indeed. Ariana Huffington was it was a uh, workshop, a small. I think we're about twenty of us uh, on her book Thrive, and a great book. And we we had helped her in the past uh, hit a New York Times bestseller, and just we were all brainstorming on how to build a great quality of life, not only for our communities but for ourselves, and and so that we can serve the communities and. You know, Michelle, I, that was the first time I met you, and you know, we 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 didn't have we were working on something else, but you and I were sharing notes and talking about things, and I was just blown away with what you've been able to accomplish. You know, really building communities, uh, holding some amazing events, and I wanted to share you with my fellow entrepreneurs because this is something we all struggle with. And so, you know, tell me, I, I left a little cliffhanger there in the beginning on the introduction. I mean, what the heck were you doing in 2012 that you, you took a position that, uh, you know, geez, you're okay. You got you know, just a few days before a major event with thousands of people attending and you're way upside down on the budget. No, and it's funny that you say, it, I was thinking the same thing. What the heck was I thinking? <laughs> And it's, you know, now I can laugh about it, but at the time it was probably the most, you know, very, very scary, you know, feeling uh, from a business standpoint, personal standpoint going through it. And my PR company says to me, do not share the story. It makes you look, you know, it makes you look weak. And I said, I'm going to tell 
everybody. I said, this is so important for other entrepreneurs to be able to hear this. And especially women, um, you know, a lot of times what happens is when, you know, we're, we're, we're risk adverse. We think that we can't ask for the help. We think that we have to have everything together. And if we show weakness, you know, that's not a good thing. And so for me, you know, that 17, I call them the 17 glorious days, you know, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, truly amazing. And, and probably one of the highlights of my life, although so painful, um, you know, so exciting. It, it really made me feel like, okay, you know, I'm getting prepared for what's next. And I do feel like there's so much in our life where you look at all the different jobs that we have, it really prepares you. But I had been putting on events for fun. I had, a, I had my own company, so it was in recruiting, so I was placed in accounting, finance, IT, and HR, and I'd come home at night from my own company, and then I would work till 4 o'clock in the morning for fun on these charity events. And so my husband, he's, he looked at me, and he said, you know, you should be doing what you love and your passion, which I thought was great, great advice. So if you can imagine, I get this phone call, and it's from a friend of mine who I've helped her run for office and she's now Senator. And she says to me, you know, there's this conference that was canceled after, you know, 28 years. And it's this amazing event that was put on. The last person who was putting on was Maria Shriver and it got up to 17,000 people. Would you be interested in doing this? And ironically enough, I interviewed the governor that started this conference for the eighth grade school paper 30 years prior. So it was Governor George Duke Majin. So I always tell women, yes, a man started the California Women's Conference. And I interviewed him, and it was really a life-changing moment. It was the first time that somebody outside of my immediate family told me, you know, you matter. You have value uh, to contribute. And I'm asking him really important questions like, what's your favorite hobby? How many kids do you have? And so Governor Duke Major looked at me and he said, Michelle, that was the best interview I ever heard. And so I thought, wow, you know, I, I could do this. So I left there. I was president of my high school, president of my college. So here I get this phone call to continue that legacy. And what had happened was the governor's office has always been producing this event. It's always been put on by the first lady. And after Maria Shriver, they decided that it was going to get canceled. The new governor decided that they were no longer going to continue this event. So it gets canceled, and I get the phone call, and it's, will you take this on? You're one of a few women in the state of California that are putting on events of 30,000 people. Are you interested? So, of course, I was really excited. I thought it was amazing that time-wise it was so close to, you know, here it's the same person that I interviewed for this eighth grade school paper that had such an influence and an impact on me. So I jump in full force and we had hired a sponsorship company that had pipelined seven million in funding for the event. And the event's a multi-million dollar event. They had all of their numbers and their stats and they were rocking and rolling and everything sounded great. Well, the event continued to get closer and closer, and the more that I asked them what the status was, the more they told me, oh, everything's fine. And finally, I knew, you know, it wasn't fine. Out of the $7 million that they pipelined, the total amount that they brought in was $100,000 wow. total. I know, it still makes oh. me sick. <laughs> I, I got to just stop, Michelle. Every entrepreneur 
you know, that's watching this or listening to this has had this feeling where some somebody, particularly sponsorships, I'm involved in sponsorships too, where they promise something or, you know, and promise might be too strong a word, but it's usually promise. And, you know, you're doing all this planning. And even if you, you know, as entrepreneurs, we mitigate risk. We don't want, I mean, nobody embraces risk. We want to mitigate as much as possible. But one of the things you need to throw a party with for 7,000 people, and I've, I've seen, you know, some of the video of this is this is not just a minor little event. This is a big deal. It's expensive to pull off. Absolutely. Well, and it's the largest, longest running event for women in the United States. So, so how did, so how, you know, I, I you know, uh, how did it turn out? I because mean, I know you're here <laughs> so and I know you did 2014. To... So, I mean, what happened? So I have to tell you, um, two quick stories is, uh, one, so I decided that I was going to swallow my pride, you know, suck up my ego and I was going to ask for the help and keep in mind, you know, here I'm an expert. I'm supposed to be this expert at putting on these, you know, 30,000 people events. And now I'm 1.8 million in a deficit 17 days before this event. And I just started making phone calls. I said, you know what? I am going to have to ask. And so often what happens is we do not ask for the help. We just, we simply don't. And so I started making phone calls. So I'll never forget this. It was a three day weekend. I met with the investor in the morning and he is screaming at me on the top of his lungs. And he says, you know, you might as well make it 2 million, Michelle. You know, it's one point, you might as well make it 2 million. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, shut the event down, shut it down. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not shutting it down. This is the longest running. And I felt, you know, like that, you know, eighth grade kid, that 12 year old, that I had a responsibility. You know, I was not going to shut this women's conference down. It had already been shut down once by the governor's office and it was not going to happen under my watch. So I tell him, no, this is happening. We're moving forward. And I understand I'm not asking for him to put in any money, but I'm moving forward. So I, I head off and I'm on Fox News that afternoon and I end up getting on Fox News and it was like this event's happening. This is where we're going and I'm selling more tickets during that period of time. But what I did in my drive to Fox is I called the mayor, I called the CEO of the convention center, and I said, I need to meet with you today. I am the most important person that you're going to meet with probably the whole year because here I'm getting ready to you know, have this event. So they, they said to me, this today doesn't work. It's a three-day weekend. We're all getting out of here earlier. I said, where is your family going? <laughs> I need to be there. We need to talk. This is that important. So we sat down, and, and I'll never forget this. We, we were sitting around a table. I walk in, and my head is held low, and you know I feel like I've got the big L on my forehead. <laughs> and you know, John's laughing. And I mean, really was just like agonizing over this and embarrassed. And I told them the situation, 1.8 million, this is where I'm at. And Steve Goodling, who's the CEO of the Convention Center over Long Beach, he looks at me and he says, Michelle, he goes, I have one question for you, just one, one question. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, he's going to just give me a really hard time about the situation I'm in and how did this happen. He goes, one question, what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> and I said, not thinking it's a trick question. I said, strawberry. 
And he goes, we need to order ice cream. We need to just sit here and let's, you know, let's spread out the numbers. And, and what that taught me was, and especially in a time of crisis, I mean, that's when you don't want to be gripping the bat so tight. That's when you want to really be able to look at all the different options and, you know, and, and really minimize that fear because that's when the, the thinking happens and that's when you're really able to get creative. And it was almost, it was like we were playing Monopoly and I left that meeting. I went from 1.8 to 1.4 million, which was owed. And so here's, you know, 400,000 that we were able to go ahead and look at catering costs. And, you know, so because I asked and because I was honest and upfront and said, you know, I'm stuck. I need the, I need the support. And what I was finding was if people know that you need the help, you know, they want to help. But again, it's up to us. We've got to take that step and ask. You know, Michelle, let me stop here because you're giving so much good advice. And I just, because I've made uh, some of these mistakes along the way where, uh, matter of fact, in episode two, I interview Ned Hollowell, who is a really talented, unbelievable, talented uh entrepreneur psychiatrist and he, he does a lot of work on the mindset of entrepreneurs and he has this line never worry alone and because nothing great is ever accomplished on your own and then you know being honest and upfront I mean it's just so powerful because I mean what what we're talking about here is just the the opportunity to solicit help and what you did um, that is so commendable and I want to just encourage all of us to do is when in doubt reach out you know this is uh you know, i mean and go to the people who actually can make a difference i mean if you're holding this big meeting michelle you know at the the conference room i mean the conference center probably they have a vested interest in your success exactly so i have to tell you this there's this one other piece so i my husband and i we just celebrated 18 years of marriage okay. and congratulations Thank you. And he's, you know, he's a CPA. He's a controller, um, a, a big, huge company. And so I get home that night. Again, I'm 17 days out. I just had a big win. We went from 1.8 to 1.4. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to hold off saying anything. Let me see if I can raise some more money. I'll tell him on like day 13 or 12 you know, <laughs> when, I, when I can get the deficit down. So I go to sleep that night. And I'm tossing and turning, and I end up kicking him in my sleep to the point where he wakes up, puts the lights on. He's like, what is going on with you? And I look at him, and I said, you know, Eric, I've really done it this time. I, I mean, I think I'm going to bankrupt this family. I mean, this is, you know, this is really bad. I was 1.8, now 1.4, but, you know, this is the situation. And my husband, and at the time it was 15 years we were married, he looks at me and he says, I've been married to you for 15 years. And he goes, you've always, always figured it out. You've always figured it out. He goes, late at night, he goes, that's when things seem a lot worse. He goes, go back to bed, get a fresh start in the morning and, and get some rest. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, okay, what is going on with the men in my life? You know, what kind of ice cream do you want? <laughs> yeah. You know. Go back to bed, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, Eric, I, I didn't say 1,800. Yeah. I didn't say 18,000. You know, it was 1.8 million. Like, are you not listening? Then he says, Michelle, go to sleep. It's okay. 
And it is. It's a lot of times where, again, your comment, I love this, what you just said, you know, never worry alone is that feeling where you, I mean, it seems like everything's worse, you know, late at night and you can't even do anything about it. I mean, you're literally stuck. So I get up the next morning and I really went in with the mindset of act as if it's, I'm going in and I'm raising this money and I'm going to have a phenomenal conference. We, at the time we had 150 speakers, we had Helen Reddy coming from Australia to sing I'm Women, Hear Me Roar. I mean, speakers from all over the country. I mean, this event is going to be amazing. And I remember I'm in the mirror and I'm brushing my teeth and you know, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, you are a fundraising machine, <laughs> you know, and half of me joking and the half, the other half of me was scared because you again, you have that monkey chatter that starts to happen, which I refer to it's, you know, Michelle, what are you thinking? You know, you're not Maria Shriver. You're not a Kennedy. You're not out of the governor's office. Like what, what were you thinking that you thought that you could come in and do this? So I really had to just keep that at bay and I started making calls, literally call after call after call and some of them were amazing. I mean people were jumping on board, writing checks, wiring money in. Some people that were closest to me were telling me the same, shut it down, what were you thinking, um, this is not going to work and I really I had to just keep going, I didn't even have time to go and contemplate and I had a whole entire plan and literally called every single person I feel like I've ever met which John I would have called you <laughs> you <laughs> would have got that call I would have written a check too you would have written a check everybody <laughs> you know it's like John it's time and what was so amazing is I ended up going into the conference and we actually had a video crew filming me and I'm unaware that they were going through and they ended up staying on me and doing this documentary but I'm raising money at the conference still, which was pretty amazing. And so I went from 1.8 and we raised 1.65 million. Wow. No, Isn't, I mean, amazing. That, no, and that's... I mean, I had people quitting from my team. I mean, that they just couldn't handle, you know, and I got it. I mean, it was very, very stressful, but you know, it's level heads prevail, you know, ask for the help, you know, have a plan and then work your plan. And those 17 days, and, and, and it was amazing because we were able to have the event, and thank goodness, because if we had canceled it, we would have been in a lot you know, more hurt, and, and we pulled it off. No, it, it is really good. You know, I mean, I, I did a uh, podcast with Peter Diamandis. I don't know if you know Peter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, your story st sounds a lot like Peter's X-Prize start. I mean, promised I forgot whether it was 10 million or 20 million dollars and uh, as a prize and did it under the arch of uh, St. Louis and had all the astronauts a whole bunch of NASA people and he didn't have any money <laughs> and you know sometimes I, I think as entrepreneurs we put ourselves in a little bit of the crisis mode but we can work our way out not always unfortunately and we, we don't want to go in there unknowingly Peter had this great plan and he, you know he's out there changing the world uh we wrote a book abundance you should definitely get if you haven't oh i have it actually well not for you but for all the the audience here oh but, it's a great book it, but you know i i love that and you know let's so i mean you made it through and it's like you know wow and you're you're making a difference and you know seven thousand 
people coming. I, I saw the video from the 2014, so I see high energy. Let, let me go to kind of a, play a little segment here. And this is the breakthrough moment. You know, what I'd like to do, Michelle, is look at, you know, what is, you know, I mean, okay, you can't continue it. <laughs> I mean, you can get all the help and you can do that on occasion. You can't do that every day. And so from 2012 to 2014, you and I hadn't met. You had just done this, you know, unbelievable uh, conference. And I had heard from a number of my friends, a couple who are speaking there, that did I know about this conference? And unfortunately, I didn't. But then I, you know, after meeting you, I went on the internet and looked at the videos, and I was just blown away. So what, what was a big breakthrough to take it from, you know, almost not happening to just taking off now? Well, and, and that's what's so exciting. I feel like my contribution, you know, Maria Shriver did this amazing job and taking it to a whole new level, and it was the star-studded event. And what I'm excited about is we've taken now this event and we've gone global with it. And so we've, I just got back, we did a women's conference in the Bahamas. We had the Oregon Women's Conference, which our executive director, Carrie Murphy, actually produced and did a great job. This is our second year. Uh, we did one with Memorial Hospital, Women Network Memorial Hospital. And we've got 14 different states all lined up and corporations that are coming in going bring this to our state and so we've created this conference in a box if you will and set it up so that we can go ahead and and really push this out and and what's the recipe behind doing this and then on top of that we've created womennetwork.com which is this online digital campaign and that came out of you know we get comments saying you know i love this event it's a couple days but then it goes dark you know, we want a community, you know, where's, you know, for women, it's, you know, we want our golf course, we want our community. And so what I've been doing is the last couple of years, and I've had more fun in the last couple of years than I've had my entire life. I mean, it's been the, the, the days that I have, I get to sit with people like yourself, John, that are change agents. I mean, they're making a difference. They're making things happen all over the world and these phenomenal, phenomenal individuals, both men and women, and I sit down with them and I talk to them about their organization and having them be part of Women Network. And across the board, I'm batting a thousand, and what, what the, the feedback I'm getting is absolutely it's time. How do we be a part of this? So everything from the United Nations to NABO, you know, to Black Enterprise, all these different groups that are coming together to be part of Women Network. And what we're doing is we're putting a spotlight on women and these amazing things that they're doing. And the whole reason that the conference was started 30 years ago, so this upcoming, we'll celebrate our 30th year for this conference in 2015 in October for the event. And what's so exciting is it was started because women were opening up businesses and they were failing at a rapid rate. And Governor Duke Majan said, let's go ahead and have an event that pulls all these resources together. You know, let's let's contact, you know, the John Bowens of the world and let's bring in these different individuals so that we can educate women and they have resources to go to. And so what's happening and I, I look back, there's not a day that goes by that I don't thank God literally that I knew enough to go ask for help that I didn't give up because I think about 
you know, all the stuff that we're doing now would never have happened. It would have gone away. The conference would have shut down. And, and I think that's so important is this story. For me, it was 1.8, but for your listeners, it could be a mortgage. It could be a business. It could be a marriage. You know, it could be, you know, you know, 18 million, it could be big, big numbers, it could be $180. You know, we all every day, we're facing these challenges. And so how, how do you show up? You know, when you show up, are you, are you running the other direction? Or you looking at it saying, you know, yes, I'm fearful, but I'm not going to let the fear, you know, move me, I'm going to step into it. And I'm going to push through that fear. And so it's just been, um, I mean, it's been a, a phenomenal ride. It's been a scary ride. <laughs> but um, I think that for, for women in particular right now, I mean, there's so much opportunity um, for women, especially with us representing 78% of the consumer, um, you know, and women have such great skills. I mean, we're, we're true collaborators. And so to develop Women Network as this community and this membership site for women to be able to step into this and find those resources and have conversation. And it's exciting because, you know, we're having conversations, not just with, you know, women that are in the U S but we've been approached by Israel and their government. And it's, you know, how do we go ahead and bring the conference to Israel, both virtually and in person. And it's happening like that for all of these different countries. So, I, I think that that experience with the 1.8 was just getting me ready for what this next step oh, is. This is so important, Michelle. I mean, I was just thinking my number is six million. I was on the verge of bankruptcy. I will go into the story, but nobody. So you got, know. Yeah, well, and I, I got to tell you, I have not. You know, usually you have to have a little alcohol where they share the story, but <laughs> it, it's a you know this is where persistency. You know, if you've got something you want to make a difference in the world, you know nobody gets out of life unscarred, and you know, and that, this is just so good advice. I mean, you want to you know not get yourself so overhang that you can't come out of it, but it's not a straight line. You know, Michelle, let me go to this. What do you, you know, you, you've got so many things going on. Tell me, you know, what's the one thing you're most passionate about right now? My, my one thing is creating an online community for women. It's creating that platform. That's my, my, I breathe, sleep and, in, I wake up. Well, I, I and is it for it. all women, uh, Michelle? You know, it, it's um, what we've been doing. It's, it's for women we're focusing we've got segments that are you know women network youth um and what we've been doing is we've been going into each industry sector and so i feel like my purpose is to find the key women in each industry sector and those are our heroes those are our celebrities and put a spotlight um we want to hear from them and there's studies that show that women need to have a visual they need to have a physical visual and we don't get it from the television or movies. I mean, we're less than 17%. We're not in any kind of executive roles or C-level mm -hmm. roles or running companies. And so I want to be able to go out and highlight those women. And so we've been following a Ted talk model and a Huffington post model and being able to gather that information and then get it posted. And I can give you an example. We had an event 
in, uh, at Memorial Hospital. And so Dinah Hendel, who's one of the um, CEOs, um, one of the only CEOs that manages six hospitals in the Western United States. And I went to her and said, let's put an event on together and we'll focus on, you know, women's health. And what we've done is we've looked at the five to thrive, you know, area. Mm-hmm. And it's everything from career and how you're spending your time to social, you know, the relationships you have, physical, financial, which is why you're so critical in this, in this mix, and then community. And so we took those five areas and we said, you know, because women, we don't want to focus on just career or we don't want to focus on just the financial. We look at is that holistic approach of, you know, how do I have that balance? And Gallup Poll over 50 years did studies that showed that you need to have those five elements present to lead this thriving life. They're not always the same, but, you know, there's a piece that's playing together in all five of those and you're paying attention. And so then we started looking at, let's go ahead and have specialized, smaller host conferences around those areas. And so we did one with um, Memorial Hospital, so Women Network Memorial Hospital, and I had six speakers, one of them, Sybil Bordeaux, amazing lady, an attorney, Hub International, and she was on stage and she talked about healthcare reform. And so we filmed it, and then we took the film and we posted it up on Women Network. Well, that got picked up by Congress, and Congress then saw the film and invited Sybil to come and speak at a congressional hearing. So I beat back up with her. Her life now has completely changed, and she says to me, she goes, I'm now speaking all over the world on healthcare reform. She goes, my job is completely different. And I mean, it was just amazing. And so being able to go ahead and do that where we're identifying and we're celebrating these successes and, and having women talk about, you know, these are the challenges I ran into. These are the things, and this is how I overcame it. And, you know, these, you know, this is how you can. And, and I think painting a picture, John, of it not being, Mm -hmm. it's not always perfect. You know, I mean, you know, no, as you meet all these people that have already had these major breakthroughs and you get to know them, you learn that, you know, life is not perfect. And what you're, you're doing, Michelle, and have done is create a great platform for, you know, all these really talented individuals, the linchpins, the heroes in different areas to really make themselves available to so many other people to inspire. I mean, this is leadership and this is, you know, as entrepreneurs like never before, you know, that you don't have to have, you know, rely on traditional media at all. Matter of fact, you can't, you can though build the platform. I mean, that this is a great lesson. Now I want to come back um, to another segment because I mean, we got so much going on, but you just wrote, uh, let me play this. And you just wrote a book. So I'm a, I have a book of the day segment, and I'm going to just make you go into telling us about your book, because I didn't know about it until we just uh, connected here. What did you write about, and what's in the book? Yeah, a- so we have, we have 40 different authors that did segments and talking about their crusades and their accomplishments and the challenges that they faced and they went into and how they overcame them. And it's, they're all women. Well, and on the screen, the Amazon uh, link, you know, women change the world. And it's a, uh, 
I have already ordered it now, and I will be reading it on my Kindle. But, uh, you know, it's, I mean, so what, what are the readers going to get when they get this? So I had, um, I got an email from, from one woman who runs a major broadcast uh, center, and she said, you know, Michelle, I stayed home for the day. I had a really just a bad, bad day and decided I'm going to take a free day. And she goes, your book was on my nightstand. She goes, I picked it up and she goes, I couldn't put it down. I kept reading it. And she goes, I got done with, and I felt better. She goes, I felt so much better because again, it's that mindset of, we think that it's supposed to be, you know, that the, the road that we're going to travel is this very easy paved road and it's not that way. And, and I think that's where, when we can have candid conversations then we can go ahead and express to women. I mean, you're going to get to a point where you want to give up. And what happens oftentimes is it's at that point where if you just go a little bit more, that's when you reach that success because so many give up. Well, and, and so it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful testimonial, but it was exactly what the point was. And that is, you know, if you think, you know, that you can't do something, you know, take a look at what these women have done. You absolutely can. If I did what I did, you know, with this 1.8 and stepping into very, very big shoes with Maria Shriver, I mean, I had no business doing that, literally no business. And, and I was able to get through it. I think it's just, it's opening doors up and, and realizing it's okay not to have all the answers. It's not okay to shut down and say, I'm not going to do it especially if that's your passion, that's what you're driving towards. No, you can accomplish me unbelievable things. I, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. It's not only women that have this challenge. It's guys <laughs> as well, <laughs> and, but as you well know. But I mean, this is, there hasn't been the support network, you know, you, you jokingly the golf course, you know, golf club and so on. There's been more support for guys and men and, so, I mean, this is so critical because, you know, the one thing we need, you know, not only in the U.S., but around the world is we want to use all the talent of our population, you know, no matter what gender, race, you know, sexual persuasion, whatever, you know, it just we want the most talented people to really rise above this. And and oftentimes, you know, talent without going through this kind of rocky road, it, it, they, it doesn't happen. And when you see that, geez someone else did it, I can do it. Huge difference. Let me go to this last section here. And this is all about resources. So I, I've just pulled up on the screen, Michelle. Uh, I've got flashing Ariana Huffington's on the screen right now. And you know, the, it's the May program on women's uh, conference. Uh, are you gonna get, you're gonna do another one in 2015. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. So what? What's? I'm going to show two websites, and let me flash the other one. I mean, you should just go and look at all the speakers you had at this event. I was just blown away. Uh, can guys come too? I just want to make sure. You know, and I, I am very blessed because I've got some amazing mentors and beautiful men in my life. I had shared earlier. You know, 18 years married to my. You know, so my best guy you know, is my husband. And, and I look back and I reflect, you know, would I have been so loving, you know, if in the middle of the night he looked at me and said, you know, I'm 1.8 million <laughs> deficit, you know, would he have said to me, would I have said, you know, no problem, go back to bed. 
you know, I don't know. I, I hope that I would have been loving. I don't think I would have been as gracious. So I do, I look at that. And I think, you know, again, there's so many lessons um, in how we show up. You know, it's not even just the people that are helping us, but how we show up. But back to your, your question is, can men go? Is So we had 17% men come to the conference. We had men that came that filled out the surveys. They said, I will never miss this conference. The connections that I made were over the top. I cannot believe that this is what you guys do at these conferences. I, I, I will only go, you know, to these, these conferences. I mean, they're amazing. And we had so many, so many come back and say that. So that was really fun. But again, I go back to it's, you know, your comment earlier and, and Warren Buffett actually made this statement and he said, you know, imagine, you know, the world, if, you know, we tapped into a hundred percent of the talent pool and we just what weren't using 50%. You know, and he said, he goes, I'm so excited about, you know, the, the state of the economy for the United States because that's what's happening is women are stepping into their greatness and they're taking that on. And and I would just encourage women that there are amazing men out there that are great, great resources and and men as well. And so we can get to the point where there's no conversation even about this anymore. It's you've got the best players that are on the team in the position. Yeah, this is, this is phenomenal. Let me just kind of go to this last segment. And these are my key takeaways. And why Michelle tell me, you know, how, how I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to go number one. I just heard from you and it's that never worry alone. You know, it's this, uh, we we're in the team. This is why you and I are in mastermind groups. We hang out with really, very successful individuals and I run a lot of problems by them. We learn together. Second thing that I heard was that, you know, this honesty and upfront, you know, we've got to, sometimes we think as entrepreneurs, we need to, you know, put on the act and, you know, there's positioning and branding and all this as a business, but we, you know, it's gotta be authentic with you as an individual, what's going on. And then the other, and I think this is a huge one, is for um, both, you know, for women, I mean, just the opportunities. I'm in financial services. It's a terribly underserved part of the marketplace. And, and you really, I mean, if you've ever wanted to be in financial services, there's so much opportunity. It's set up particularly in the wealth management advice side. But... When we look at entrepreneurship, women have, you know, there's just so many opportunities and so many role models now that are just starting. Second part, though, is for all the guys out there as entrepreneurs, boy, uh, you know, my senior team is just over half women. Why would you not want that? And the same with consumers on the other side, whether it's clients or customers. You know, Michelle, I think you said 70-some percent are the... Uh, uh, 70, yeah, so 78% of the consumer, 85% are the decision makers, uh, women are the decision makers out of the household. And in some households, John, <laughs> it might be yeah. higher. <laughs> you know, it definitely, it is in many households. And, you know, so as entrepreneurs, we've got an opportunity. We can build communities. We can take full advantage of this richness, you know, that we have of our population, both as people we play with, as well as entrepreneurs, as well as, you know, just really the marketplaces. And one of the best ways to learn more about it 
is joining Michelle at her groups. Uh, let me just put up, you know, both California Women's Conference and the Women's Network. And, you know, Michelle, thank you for making such a huge difference out there and sharing your insights today. Uh, well, uh, thank you for inviting me to be on the show. And I, I can't emphasize enough, you, you hit it right on the head, and that is the financial services piece. I mean, women right now, I mean, there's such an opportunity, and, and especially in that space, that if you if you enjoy that customer service and helping, I mean, there's there's so many opportunities. Now, so everyone listen to us. Let's go out and make a difference, whether it is starting businesses, creating huge opportunities for others, building communities, making a difference in each and every client's life. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com